Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Amen. You ready for the Word today? Amen. Well, come on, let's stand and go with me to two scriptures. I need you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You're going to put a bookmark there. We're going to read that in just a few minutes. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and then go over to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to try to finish up this mini-series on kingdom-minded. Before we kind of get into some, on the Spirit, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit in the next few weeks. But today I want to kind of end this, and a shout-out to Valerie who's here with us on the front row. Good to have us with us in church today, amen. And uh, she's been into the hospital and out, and she's doing so much better, and right on that front row, amen. Are you, so 2 Corinthians chapter 10, put a bookmark there. This is a very important message there in Philippians chapter 2, um, as we, uh, we talk about the mind of Christ today, and this is really the, um, home, the the centerpiece of this entire series that we get the mind of Christ. So Philippians chapter two, verse five. Paul says the Holy Spirit says through Paul, "Let this mind that uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus." Everybody with me? Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself, one translation says, he emptied himself and made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. A bondservant, by the way, is different than a regular servant or slave in the ancient world. A bondservant is someone who has been freed and released but they willingly chose to stay at, with the family and serve as a servant. They also were then entitled to an inheritance just like the children. We are called bond servants to Christ. In other words, Jesus don't have any children that don't want to be his children. But those of us who willingly say we want to serve with you, Lord, we're called a bond servant. Jesus became that very thing. And coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, here it is, he humbled himself and became obedient. Look at that. Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the cross. I want to talk about getting the mind of Christ. Getting the mind of Christ. And I thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray everyone listening and watching and here today, Lord, would grab a hold of this message. Let this message go deep down into the hearts of our, all of us today. And realize that you are doing a work, God, that change us from the inside out. And it starts with getting our mind right, having the mind of Christ. Father, our thought patterns have been damaged this year. Fear and anxiety and all kinds of divisiveness and, and pain and brokenness, God, has been rampant this year more than ever. Father, we've ever needed to have a healing in our mental health. It is now. If we've ever needed to be healed in our mind and in our emotions, it is now. So, Father, I pray that you go to work in our hearts and in our minds today. Let us hear what you're saying. Let us receive of your word today, God, so you can begin and finish the work that you started. I pray that in Jesus' name, 
Amen and amen. You may be seated today. Grab a seat. Getting the mind of Christ. There's three scriptures I want to hopefully get to today as I end, like I said, in this part. Three scriptures where we're also going to receive three different words of instruction on how to get the mind of Christ and how to keep the mind of Christ. How many know it's, it's one thing to finally get the right mind, it's another thing to try to keep that mind. It's one thing to get the peace of Christ, but how many know it's another totally different thing to try to keep that peace? See, if we get our mind right, we'll get our life right. You want to change your life, change your thinking. In our mind, and the Bible talks so much about our mind, and we're going to look at some of these famous scriptures today. Again, to use me as an example, to see me up here preaching, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not only a spokesman, but I'm also a client. To go from where I was to where I am today is an absolute miracle of God. And you are an absolute miracle of God as well. Many of you know that exactly, think true, what I'm telling you today. How did that happen? I let him, I let him, willingly let him go to work and rebuild me from the inside out. I think they're shouting louder at home this morning. Come on. We even got the sun shining today. So come on, shake ourselves. I know the coffee uh, wasn't going this morning as well, but we're going to get it going anyway in Jesus' name. We had a, a city uh, inspector come out, and uh, he saw the coffee machine from the hallway and thought he would make his way over there and make us put a device on there. So we, put the, we got a plumber in here and put the device on, and, and now it, it, we booted it up, and it wasn't working properly today. So that's what that is. So be, please be praying for the stream. We're going to get it going. And I know people get angry when they don't get their coffee right. Amen. But we're going to get through it. Tell your neighbor it's okay. We're going to get through it in uh, Jesus' name. But I know we, we love the, the ministry there and what it supports, uh, but we're going to keep it going. So here we go. And 2020 has been a year where, uh, like I was praying in my prayer there, that it's been a lot of mental health, a lot of depression, a lot of uh, uh, restlessness, anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of um, doubt and unbelief. A lot of that has just been, been happening uh, this year. So first thing I want you to write down is number one, is that we must allow the Holy Spirit to keep making changes in us. You need to, it's, a simple, it's a simple point, but this is, this is for those that's been serving God for a while. Uh, you need to hear this today. Some of us get comfortable by making a couple little changes uh, when we come to know Christ, and we're okay with God changing some things, but when he really uh, tries to go deeper, that's when we begin to not let him allow him to have the access that he needs to get back uh, in there. And uh, the most challenging uh, thing that is for pastors, the, one of the most challenging things that it is for me and pastors is to, um, to get people to want to serve God is to get people to have the will or the desire to not only want to serve God and live for God, but also to address them things that are in the way from them living for God. That, that, that's, that's the most frustrating thing and one of the most difficult things to deal with. Is, and those sometimes that are on the potter's will, as we say, or God's doing a work in their life, for them to get discouraged or, or begin to 
uh, backslide, begin to go back to some of their old ways. It's so frustrated to try to get them to see the problem is because I think we've closed some access doors off to the Holy Spirit and it hasn't allowed him to go deep. The Holy Spirit's wanting to go deep into those strongholds, into those unhealthy mindsets, those patterns that we do well for a while, but because of an unhealthy pattern, mindset, or a stronghold, it ends up just causing us to not let God finish the work that he's done. That's why I love Philippians. Let's read it again. Let, everybody say let. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who humbled himself and became obedient. And it says, for it is God, in verse 13 of this same chapter, look, look at this, it is God who works in you both. Everybody say both. So there's two things that he does. To will and to do for his good pleasure. I love that scripture. You see that? So it says when we accept Christ, he actually goes to work to give us the desire, the will to want to serve him. And he even helps us to do it. All we got to do is humbly uh, yield to the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on. A couple of you got it. I mean, come on. Are you? He's going to do the work. It's, it's a lot like uh, some of them reality shows. Like we watch uh, sometimes, we watch that uh, Restaurant Impossible. I was thinking about this the other day. Or the, the show The Prophet. How many ever watched them shows? Melinda loves the reality shows. And I wasn't really into them, but I must admit, they're pretty cool. And uh, as you start watching them. And how many know that uh, it's good to, to listen to our wives sometimes? Amen. All the time. I'm going to get in trouble. Keep talking. Okay, Restaurant Impossible. There's a little guy named Robert Irvine, I think is his name. He's that little stocky dude from, from Britain. And uh, so what happens is if a restaurant is failing, they call this guy in, and he's got two days to turn the restaurant around and make it a successful business. And so he comes in there with his crew, and it never fails. Every single time, this is the same story. It's just repeated in different ways. So he comes in. And they are expecting him to just give, him, give them new furniture, uh, paint the building, give it a facelift, you know, give them advertisement because it's a reality show, uh, and maybe change the menu a little bit, teach them how to cook a really, really good dish, you know, and it's Food Network and on Instagram, so I mean, it gets a lot of publicity. And so these, these restaurant owners think that that's what's going to happen, but he do, that's not all that he does. He gets in there, and the first thing he does, he's got to find out why it's failing. He's got to look at, and, and, and it's not nothing in the, in, the wait, in the dining area. It's always an issue in the kitchen, in, in, the, in the offices. It's with the staff. It's with the people. And it's usually uh, something to do with the boss. He's either, either uh, micromanaging people. He's not, he, he doesn't work well with others. He's very touchy. He gets offended all the time and very territorial. He's very insecure. And, and so every single time. And so what he has to do is he has to confront that problem. He has, again, just like ministry, he's got to get the person to see why it's failing. And it's not because of the location. It's not always have to do with the food, although that's very important. But usually nine times out of ten, it's the way that they are running things. They are are in control and that is the problem and it always ends up in a big blow up tears frustration man I've seen them flip tables over and get mad at Robert and he has to get in their face and say if you want me to really change things around you got to give me permission to let you see what the problem is you're the problem <laughs> I said that's a pretty good show honey but that is exactly what God 
does with the Holy Spirit in our life. We expect God to just come into our life and just make a couple little changes. You know, we change a little Christian outfits. We dress nice. We, you know, we worship, got some good music. We change a little bit of our schedule to make it to church. You know, these little changes, we seem to be fine. We want the joy, the peace, the, the, the happiness, the contentment that it comes with serving God. But we shut the doors to all those deep, dark areas of our lives that are really causing the problems. And so what happens is you only go for a few months experiencing the newness and the joy of the Lord so you don't really experience the blessing of God that would come from a brand new restaurant. You still have the same frustration going on and we get mad at God. We get discouraged and all the time it's God saying, it's not me, man. You're just not letting me in to make those changes. Those internal changes in our mind that he's needing to do. Are you with me? And every time on that show, they have that moment where you got a decision time. Let me tell you, every single time, it's, it's, that, it's that decision time that we get to. To where, okay, how committed am I going to be to this process? I mean, do I just want a little bit of this, a little bit? But we really want God to heal. And 2020 has been one of the mirrors that I said that hasn't really changed who we are, but it's revealed who we are. It's revealed some stuff in our lives, including me, that, wow, I thought I had this taken care of. I didn't think I would, I would be so quick to let, you know, depression and these things in. And God is saying, no, 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 because you're not leaning on me with your, own, with, uh, your understanding. You're supposed to be leaning on me with my understanding and know that I got a plan for this. I mean, just over and over and over again. But this is the problem. This is why many of us don't do that. Like many in that movie and in that show, they don't let, uh, some have even refused. And Robert and his team have left. And then at the very end of the show, you'll see some words come up. The, sh the restaurant made it for six more months, but then filed for bankruptcy and no longer is in business. You do have those stories. And those are tragic stories. And in the, in the ministry, we have them as well. People just get discouraged and they, they ain't seeing the kind of changes that they're wanting to make. And they quit. And the problem is this. In order for that to happen, you just read it. Jesus demonstrated that we need this. Humility. Humility. The mind of Christ begins with humility. It takes humility to look at Robert Irvine, who, who don't know your family and your history, but to step into your restaurant and then get you to see that you've got some problems. And these restaurant owners have to then make a decision. I'm going to humble myself and say, no, you're the professional. I, I believe and I'm going to trust you. I'm going I'm to start changing the way that I think. I'm going to start changing the way I run this restaurant. I'm going to start changing the way that uh, everybody else has been telling me to do. And I'm going to follow and I'm going to obey. What did the scripture say? He humbled himself to obedience. It's amazing. That's a key word right there. He humbled himself. we got to give the Holy Spirit access to every room. This is the mind of Christ. This is the thinking where the peace comes, where the joy comes, is we allow the Holy Spirit to begin to get into us and, and allow him in in every room. You know, we don't like people getting in those back rooms. We have a couple of little rooms, and especially the front room. People come over. You know, if you're like my house, you know, we have, we, you know, there's just days that we clean the house. But a lot of times you're just like sitting around and relaxing and people will drop in. Not as much these days as used to. Uh, but we would, you know, put everything in that back room where the stuff goes. And it depends on how well I know you determines how far into my house you will get. If you're a UPS or a FedEx man, you ain't coming in the house. As far as you get is the front door. Take a little picture if you want. 
right? That's it. That's a delivery guy. But family, they can come in. And it depends on the level of family that are allowed to the back rooms. My mom, she can come all the way in, in any room in the house and, and come in. Depends on how. But friends, you know, we want you to stay right here. I mean, everybody's like that. The point is this. If we really want the Holy Spirit to give us the mind of Christ, we got to let him in every room in the house. And what I've learned is if you get people that really love you and support you, when they do come into your house, like my mom, she's not going to judge me. In fact, my mom will start help cleaning up if you let her. I know she's watching because my mom has always been a picker-upper. The Holy Spirit is the same way. We let him in those back rooms, those, those areas that we have blocked off to God. And we only want to have church on Sunday on the doorstep. We only want a little bit of blessing. But God, don't you be getting in that deep, deep-rooted, dark room back there that keeps causing me to sabotage all my, all my relationships and keeps causing me to go, I know, I want to keep them hidden. The Holy Spirit says, let me in. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to help pick it up. I'm going to help clean it out. It's going to be, you're going to be proud of those rooms and that's what I learned about the Holy Spirit man once he's done with us those areas that we have blocked off those insecurities those fears you'll get to the place where you'll be bragging about them talk about come come look at this room I love showing people the building when they come here and I go man you ain't you would not have recognized the front of this church when we got it everybody said amen some of the memories are showing up on Facebook pictures of us in here working Thanksgiving and and we just worked right through it last year and it's just a lot of work. But now we show it off because what? It's been remodeled. It's been renovated. But that's what God wants to do in our mind. Amen? We've got to continue to let the Holy Spirit continually change us. What do you want to change in us now, Lord? Come on. So we're going to move on to 2 Corinthians. I want you to run over to 2 Corinthians today. Hallelujah. Get in the right mind means we must get rid of the wrong mindsets. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This helped me so much when I got saved. I kept having these uh, incredible mind battles and felt like I was losing my mind. 25 years old, young, and, and I, it was a real bad, dark time for me um, to be that young and experience the kind of mental. Uh, I just did a shift in my lifestyle and my mind. and I hated to be alone even. I, it was a weird, I don't know what it was. I, my mom actually helped me through that because she went through something, something like that years ago. And uh, one of the scriptures God gave me was this one right here. This is going to help us today. Look at chapter 10, 2 Corinthians, verse 3. The reason why I want you to go to this scripture, and I didn't put it on the screen, is because I want you to see it in your Bible. I want you to underline. I want you to know where this scripture is. I used to drive a truck, and so I remembered it by 10-4, which was a CB radio call. 2 Corinthians 10-4. If that helps anybody then you can use it. Amen. But I, I'm weird. I remember things like that. And so 2 Corinthians 10.4 helped me. And as Paul says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, all, he's, a, he's acknowledging that we live in a human reality. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Although we are human, we need to have different weapons to deal with this mind issue that a bazooka or a pistol or a uh, whatever won't heal. It won't fix. We need spiritual weapons to fix us in our mind. That's what he's saying here. And uh, for these are spiritual weapons are mighty in God and therefore pulling down strongholds. Everybody hear that? 
Therefore, pulling down strongholds. What's a stronghold? In the ancient world, the enemy would find a natural group of rocks or a formation of a mountainside that was naturally formed. And a, uh, uh, a group of soldiers would get into there and they would get down and hunker down in there and they would be safe. You couldn't get them out. You couldn't blast them out and they would just stay there and attack and, and attack from that point. Anytime the, the other army would get close, they, they were in that stronghold. Well, spiritually speaking, there might have been some natural things that have happened to us this year, especially, that has formed some area in our thinking and in our spirit where the enemy has sown some uh, accusations or some thoughts of unbelief, of doubt, of loneliness, of fear, of anxiety. And every time you try to move forward in faith, all of a sudden you hit that. What happened? The enemy has got a stronghold in an area in our mind. Can you handle this today? Paul said, I'm going to give you a weapon, and one of them is the Word of God. That's what Jesus used. And that weapon you and I have got to learn to use, as Jesus did, to combat that stronghold and destroy it and get it out. Anybody with me? So that's a stronghold. And then he gives an example of all kinds of other wrong, unhealthy patterns of thinking. Casting down arguments, your translation may say, imaginations. Let's stop right there. What is that? Arguments, imaginations. That, that is using the God-given gift of imagination, which is a childlike. Jesus said we need to keep that. I preached a whole series on becoming like a child again. And, and that imagination is a gift from God. Well, sometimes you can get angry. Which is fine, but the Bible says be angry but sin not. But sometimes we get so angry we can use that imagination of how it would look to just go upside somebody's head. Come on, somebody. You just look at somebody and go, man, I really, I just picture myself. Maybe you're, a, you're mad and you're on your way to somebody's house or leaving from somebody's house and you just start letting that imagination. Come on, that's what he's talking about. Just imagining yourself really telling that person and going off on that or whatever. Or it could be a perverted imagination, a fantasy. This is where the battle gets. Come on, y'all. Paul said, I, I, you can't have the mind of Christ walking around having these crazy thoughts running through your head all the time. Is it just me? And I've been serving the Lord 23 years, and guess what? I still got to pull them down. Come on, can I be real with you today? I could be worshiping God and serving God and have the most craziest thought come through my mind, Peter. You ever had that happen up here when you're worshiping? What you got to do? We got to get an anointing oil and go and do a three-day fast? No, he says, I've given you the weapon. Pull it down. You can't control the thoughts that you can't stop them from getting in your mind, but you can stop them from dwelling on them and feeding on them and fantasizing on them and thinking of what you want to really do. Come on. Is this helping anybody today? Come on, we're called to arise and shine, bro. and we, we got to do it with, with having victory in our mind and in our heart. He says that you can pull down these dark Im imaginations. Come on, keep reading. I got all these. Just This page is almost going to fall out of my Bible. I've got so many notes written on it. And he says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. College students, those that have done extra learning, these are philosophical ideas that are opposed to the kingdom of God's ideas and values. That's okay, go get in education. My daughter's, uh, Miranda just graduated with her master's. Both my daughters graduated from SCU. Uh, uh, it's a Christian university, uh, it, but it's just a, a, an amazing place to be. 
whether you're at a Christian university or a secular uh, university or college or learning, um, or just going through life and you want to learn some things, you still got to be on guard in every thought that comes against the teaching of Christ, the knowledge of the Word of God. Paul said, be willing to take that down. We didn't all come from monkeys. We didn't all come from a slime out of the water and two planets. That is the craziest. It takes more faith to believe in that than God created everything we see. You see what I'm saying? That's just an example of Darwinism. Evolution and species uh, evolving to adapt to their climate. Yeah, the scripture teaches that. that. That's true. But let me tell you, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Here it is. Oh, I'm not, letting, I'm not letting the Holy Spirit in that room. That room is reserved for science. Let me tell you something. True science goes right alongside with the Word of God. I said true science. Come on, break this down to an apologetics class real quick. And go do your due diligence. There's some great Christian scientists out there. Go down, take your family to the Christian Museum down there to see uh, everything that they got out there, to display it in the explanation of how God created the earth. Anyway, go on and on. That's just an example. That's what Paul said. Whenever you're confronted with an idea that seems to challenge it, if you don't, it's going to fester in you. Man, i got to keep going. He says, against the knowledge of God, watch this, bringing some really bad thoughts into captivity. You got that? Is that what it says? Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And there's that word again. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fully complete. Let, let me just... Let me just tell you this. We, we got to change those old mindsets. You got to change the unhealthy mindsets. It's kind of like this. Last week, uh, we had a wonderful service, getting ready for Thanksgiving. How many had a great Thanksgiving? Amen. Amen. Raise your hand online. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Hopefully you did. A little different this year, but man, we had a great Thanksgiving. That food was, I'm, I ate some again yesterday. Amen. And uh, got out of service, and I get home. And I get out in my garage and I hear, I got a flat tire. And it's right in the middle of my tire, just a piece of metal. And uh, so I got everybody out and I was texting Roger. Roger watched us online and he joined the worship team, by the way, with his guitar. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> he was worshiping with us online. But he, he's texting me about the service, how God ministered to him. And I told him, he said, Pastor, why would anybody flat your tires? That was such an awesome service. So I get everybody out of the car, I take off driving, and I'm thinking, man, I can't make it to the place where I got my tires from because my PSI is dropping. And it's just, so I said, I'm going around the corner to Bell Tire. So I went around the corner to Bell Tire. It's Sunday. They're closed. So I'm just driving down the street. You got any music for driving down the street with a flat tire? <laughs> Panicking. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? I'm watching my PSI just drop. That's, that means my air is leaving out of my tire. And I can't make it to where I need to go. So I ended up going to Walmart. Taylor Walmart. Dun, dun, dun. Three-hour wait to get a plug in my tire. So I'm saying, God, why is this happening? You know, what, what, what are you trying to teach me? You know, getting angry, getting upset. I wanted to just go off on the guy saying, what do you mean you can't just plug it, you know? But the mind of Christ said, that's not cool, shouldn't do that. 
And so uh, I'm sitting there and I'm going, God, what are you, what are you doing? And uh, the guy ended up going out to my car to get the information of my mileage and stuff. And he gets in there and he gets the mileage and he, uh, he just stops for a minute and he's, he mumbles something. And he, I go, what's wrong? He goes, he goes, nothing to do with your car. He said, and then he goes, well, if you don't mind, he said, I don't want you to think I'm crazy or anything, but the number on your mileage is a very personal number to me. And I only see it a couple of times a year. And for me, that number is just a number that reminds me that God is in control, not to panic, that he is with me. He goes, I, I don't want to come off as some religious fanatic. And uh, he has no idea who I am. And I'm, I go, no, 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 that don't, that don't sound weird at all. Uh, let me tell you something about what God does. And it just opened up an entire door for me to minister to this guy. And he goes, I knew something was different about you because you didn't go off on me because I told you it was three hours. Because <laughs> if he could read my thought, I'm just telling you right now, I got to get home. It's now. I mean, I'm ready to go. Watch the Lions. But the Lord spoke to me like this. He said, Eddie, he said, unhealthy mindsets are like flat tires. You cannot go far until you change it. I said, wow, was all of that worth that nugget of truth? That's exactly what the Bible teaches. You cannot go far with an unhealthy mindset. An unhealthy mindset of insecurity. In your relationship, you'll be going off and fighting and, and always disagreeing. And, and you'll have friends for a little bit, but after six or eight months, you end up sabotaging those same old relationships. You can join 50 different churches, and over six to eight months, you end up having the same old problem as Israel kept going around the same old mountain because they had a mindset of complaining and murmuring and jealousy and unbelief. And God said, it got to the point where you're not even going to come into the promised land. I wasn't able to make it to my tire shop. I had to settle for Walmart. And some folks are spiritually not able to make it. I want you to make it to your destiny. I want to make it to where God wants you to be. But we got to get rid of these unhealthy mindsets today. Come on, church. Come on, Tate. Come on. Hallelujah. Got to change it. Got to change it. Come on, someone say you got to change it. Put a tire emoji in there if you got one today. So I'm changing it. I'm changing some things. Pull it down. You may have to do that 50 times a day, trying to overcome temptation. And the enemy has a stronghold that you need to run to this thing. You need to go. This is where your security and safety is. And, and this is where you, you can only be bold if you drink the liquid courage. And, and you just, it's going to make everything right. That's a stronghold lying to you, trying to give you that uh, little bit of temporary satisfaction. When you need to take it to the Word of God and say, what are you talking about? I, I want the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. will guard my heart and my mind. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of the word. I mean, whatever you got to say, man, I used to have to hit these scriptures so many times a day and make it through. And after a while, God began to rebuild these new mindsets. Last scripture is this. Oh, at the end of that, this is so, yeah, let me just tell you this. At the end of that, he says, be ready to, um, to uh, attack all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When your obedience is complete. In other words, you, you can't just do some of what God said. It goes back to letting them in only in some, some of those rooms. He, he, you read that at the end of the scripture there. I think it's in verse uh, 6. Be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is complete. 
In other words, point number two is this. There is no growth in the kingdom of God without obedience to the word of God. That's so good right there. There's no growth until we really line up. And you, can, you don't obey the word of God because Pastor Reddy said don't do it. That's like a kid hiding from their parents. No, no, no. You, you, you don't. When you become an adult, you start doing what's right because you're an adult and you have understanding that that's not right to steal a candy bar from Myers. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, man, I can't watch that. Oh, man, I can't go there. Oh, man, I can't get that. And you think it's just rules. Some have that mindset when you first come to Christ. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. So we end up hiding and sneaking. No, no, what you're doing, you're shutting those doors to the Holy Spirit. He says, let me in because I want to bless you if you let me in and show you there's a better way for you to live your life. I don't want you to live your life because those things lead to addiction and destruction and depression and eventually all kinds of ugly things. Anybody with me today? So it's obedience, okay, willfully obeying the Lord. Willfully you wanting to obey the Lord will help rebuild that mind. Last scripture, Romans 12, we're going to close with this. He says, do not be conformed to the pattern of thinking of this world. But be transformed. Everybody say transformed. How? By the renewing of the mind. Well, I thought I had to join the church. I thought I had to start listening to this song, start going here, start uh, re even read my Bible. Look, all of those things are helpful, but it, what we really have got to do is let God get in there and renew our thinking, our mindsets. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and uh, pleasing, perfect will. The first four words, God showed me what this whole scripture I mean, th this, is, this is why people, this is, explains why people close those doors, and they won't just let God do it. This is why I did it for a while. It's because the first four words says it like this, do not be what? Do not be what? Those of you at home, say it. Do not be, okay, we went too far on that word. Do not be first part of that word do not be do not be conned do not be conned do not be conned in thinking that the worldly mindset is better just because it's more popular reason why people don't let God reason why I wouldn't let God in those deep areas of my mind is because I was conned I thought the way of the, the world says this is love. If it feels good, do it. You deserve this. You deserve that. You worked hard all week. You need to, you deserve. And next thing you know, we not only have a, a, a consumer mentality, we have an entitlement mentality. And so where if you don't give me what I feel I'm entitled, I'm out. Peace out. Even if it's a relationship, it could be something God's trying to bring into your life. A new job, a new church, or something. And we don't get some of those little things met. We get mad at God. God says, don't get mad at me. You've been conned in thinking you are supposed to have them. When we realize, man, that's really not the answer. I'm, I'm not going to do that no more. I, that's not the way God wants me to be thinking. That's not the way I'm supposed to handle this. We've been conned. There's people been conned. Everyone's going to go to heaven. No, you've been conned. You must be born again. 
Some of you have been conned in thinking that you're not worthy to worship God. You can't, you can't do nothing for God. You can't serve him because you've done some things in your past. That, that's, a, that's a stronghold. That's a stronghold of, of unworthiness. That's a stronghold that you're just not going to be good enough. Maybe you've been told that from a coach, a, a teacher, a parent all of your life, that you're, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be this. You're just going to be a statistic. You're just going to be this. And the enemy has put a stronghold there in your mind. And every time you try to, you know, grow with God and join a ministry or just, you know, lead your family, sit down and read your Bible, you get this thought like, who are you? That looks stupid. You look dumb. What are you doing that for? And, and the enemy, we ended up retreating. What happened? You've been conned trying to help us today. It's quiet in this Baptist church. (laughs) Help us today, Holy Spirit. And as we say, God, I'm going to let you in, and I'm not going to be conned by by the enemy no more. It feels uncomfortable to do it this way. It feels uncomfortable to serve. I remember the first time I prayed over my food at home, I felt so weird. Sitting there at the table in Melvindale, and there's a tiny little kitchen. I mean, it was tiny. You could be sitting at the kitchen table, and if you needed a glass of milk, I'd just open the fridge right here. <laughs> My two daughters sitting right there, and I said, I said, I said we're going to start praying over our food. And I was like, what? Okay. Just bowed my head. I didn't know what I said. But just little things like that of stopping and giving thanks to God was so different. I loved seeing all of the thankful challenge this week. One day, did you struggle around week day three or four? Because we're not conditioned in our society to be so thankful. That's why it's a challenge for all of us. We're entitled, yeah, but to say thank you. I mean, sometimes we got to, have you learned you got to make your kids and teach your kids to say thank you? But you don't got to teach them to ask for things. But you got to, and you better teach your kids to be thankful. Let me just, please, you need to do that. It's the same way that happens in adulthood. We're not conditioned to be thankful. It's a new mindset. I go on and on on these mindsets because the God of this world has deceived us. And so a new mind brings transformation and not change. And that's what I wanted to end that with today. What I'm talking today is about transformation and not change. There's a difference. Change is a couple little, you know, changes that we make on the outside. Some of us changed the the front of our house by putting Christmas lights up. That's good. That's awesome. Those are changes. We may, you may change your hair. You may, you may change your outfit. You may change the, your style of music. But a transformation is what happens on the inside of who you are. You can dye your hair. Well, not me, but you can put Christmas lights on the house, but still have a dysfunctional house. You can be in public posting on Instagram how you just love your wife, but secretly you're filing for a divorce. You could be coming to church and amen and the pastor being the top of all, all underlining some scriptures, but to go home and you're battling with suicide, depression, and addiction. What am I talking about? You need a transformation. You need a transformation. And what I love about God is that whatever problem we have, we all have problems, by the way, no matter what color you are, no matter how old you are, your economic background, your geographical background, we all have issues that only the Holy Spirit can fix. 
Come on, that was real good. We all have issues that only the Holy Spirit can fix. But here's the thing. You have got to allow the Holy Spirit to be in Let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Because I've already given you the will and I'm going to help you do it. You just got to let me do it. Let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Come on, let it be in you. It's there. You're supposed to forgive. He's telling you to forgive. But no, 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 I don't want to forgive. You need to admit you're the one that's wrong. No, 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 they need to come. No, 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 let it happen. Somebody say, let it happen. Let it happen. Come on, say it again. I'm going to let it happen. Let it happen. Don't be conned that this way's better. Don't be conned that we need to just hold on to these things. Don't let the Holy Spirit in. Let the Holy Spirit begin to transform us from the inside out. The reason why I'm here today as a pastor, and I'm telling you the change that God's done, because I didn't make some changes, like a diet. So everybody does that, January. And by March, it don't last. Why? Because it's been some changes, but not a transformation. Been a couple times to the doctors, and the doctor says, Eddie, if you don't get your cholesterol under control, you're gonna, you ain't going to see 50. So I said, I'm not going to make no changes. I've got to have a transformation. But I ain't going to lie, I still struggle. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we did deep fry our turkey. Pray for me in Jesus' name. But I have caught this. Melinda said, if you would just enjoy eating healthy as much as you like eating that other stuff. And I have found myself actually being okay and, and desiring some of these good things. And if what is happening, I'm starting to see and understand that this is a better, amen, if I want to live long and enjoy my life and be used in the ministry, uh, you need to take care of the temple. Amen? But the same thing happens spiritually. You, you just start doing things because, you know, I, I, I quit my drinking and my partying for a better life. But I stay away from my drinking and partying because I found one. That's why I'm trying to get to sum this all up. Some of you just haven't found that it's better. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord, he is good. Come on, stand with me today. Taste and see that the mind of Christ is better than the mind of Eddie. Put your name in there, that your, your way of thinking. How do I change, Pastor Eddie? Humbly obey the Holy Spirit. Let him in those areas. I ain't letting go of this. You've been conned. It's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy you if you hang on to that. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I'm a grown man. You're telling me I can't. No, no, no. It's not about what you can or can't do. I'm, I'm not your daddy. God's saying you got a free will. I'm just saying to you. He said it like this in Deuteronomy. He said, guys, I lay before you blessing and cursing you choose one of my friends kept just you know falling off he lived across he was my neighbor actually and I was trying to get him uh, he came out of a bad lifestyle and tried to serve God and he would fall off and I went over there one time and he had the music jamming and he was he's been on a two-day drunk and he's sitting there he had a fifth of Jack Daniels and he's just you know and he's looking at me and he's going and I'm saying man what you doing this is setting you back. This is mess. I mean, God just got him a job, a girlfriend. Everything was, and there he is. He goes, man, don't, I love God. He said, I will take a bullet for God. I will die for God. 
And I said, God don't want you to die for him. He wants you to die to yourself. That was the Holy Spirit because I did not think of that. Especially in the moment, this dude, big dude. And he looked at me. and he's, I said, look at that. He had that fifth of Jack. And on the, on, the, on the table was his Bible. I grabbed that Bible. I said, it's this simple. I said, for me, two years, it was only two years for me at that time. I said, two years ago, I chose this over that. And sometimes I got to choose it every weekend, if I'm honest with you, Andy. And them thoughts come up, but I cast them down. Because I just believe that this is better for me. I know this will numb it for a moment, but when you get up, you're going to have now a hangover and damage done to your house and your girlfriend because I saw her leave out of here and she wasn't too happy. You broke that relationship. Now you've got to start over with God because he ain't going to bless your mess. He's going to have you start over and repent. You done mess every. Don't you see it's a cycle? Change the tire. Get out of Walmart. Get out of the side of the road. Choose today. Choose, choose, choose. I'm talking with some people today that's in the valley of decision. You need to make a decision today. God is saying, come on, choose to put on my mind. Let this mind be in you. Come on, close your eyes right now all over this room and all everyone that's watching. Close your eyes. Just listen to my voice. Turn up that volume if you're at home. If you need to accept Christ in your life, you need to do that right now simply by saying, God, forgive me of my sins. Come on, say it. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and change me from the inside out. Help me. I I surrender. Come on, tell them I surrender. I give you full access to my home. Full access to my mind. Come on in and take over and heal. Those of you here today maybe have some unhealthy mind patterns. Strongholds. Pray for me, Pastor Eddie, because I keep just sabotaging myself. Come on, lift those hands to the Lord if that's you. And if you're at home, I'm going to pray for you as well. Lift those hands right in your living room. Say, somebody needs some prayer today for some unhealthy mindsets. Come on, no one looking around, but lift those hands if that's you. If that's you, come on, lift those hands if that's you. I'm going to pray over you right now in Jesus. Whatever you reveal, God will heal. If we keep hidden in the back room, he ain't going to heal it. Pray for me, God. I keep getting into this same old insecurity. I'm having the same argument. I'm having the same problem. It's a mindset. It's a way of thinking. We've all been raised, and it's just that's how it happens sometimes. God ain't going to shame us. He wants to change us from the inside out. Father, with every uplifted hand in this place, I pray, God, that you will help us commit to the process. Commit to the process. Some need to get back on the potter's wheel. Some need to get back. You need to go back in some of those rooms and re-clean it again, Holy Spirit. We're going to let you today. 2020 has made me shut a lot of doors. Come on, open it up right now. We're not in a hurry. Come on, right now, go ahead. Tell God, you pray to your God today, right now. Come on, invite him in. Invite him into your mind, into your heart. In those dark areas back there where you've, you've had it closed off before. Holy Spirit, come, come do your work, come do your healing. Come do your healing. Come on, open that door for him. Holy Spirit, have your way. Heal, 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 reveal, God. We reveal it, you heal it. Restore, bring transformation. We don't want to be hypocritical no more, God. We don't want to be fake and phony no more, Lord. We want to change. We want a transformation, Holy Spirit. Come on, come on.
as we sing, just let the Holy Spirit keep singing that, Steve. That's, that's awesome. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you receive some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.